Hey there, I'm Scott Bertram, and I'm the director of the Hillsdale College Podcast Network. This show and all the other shows on the network are listener-supported. That means we hope for, we count on, frankly, we rely on the support of listeners like you to make our educational outreach possible. One of the best and most convenient ways to do so is joining the Liberty and Learning Society. That's our exclusive monthly giving group. And in this month of March, we are looking for 300 new members of the Liberty and Learning Society. When you join, you'll help defend liberty through education, and you'll make shows like this one possible far into the future. All you have to do is visit hillsdale.edu slash monthly and complete the secure online donation form. If you need to pause or stop your gift at some point, no problem. Just call us. One of our friendly students or staff will help you. But today, will you be one of the 300 new members of the Liberty and Learning Society in March? Go to hillsdale.edu slash monthly to join the Liberty and Learning Society today. Help us bring these shows to you and other Americans at hillsdale.edu slash monthly. Welcome to Hillsdale College's Classical Education Podcast, bringing you insight into classical education and its unique emphasis on human virtue and moral character, responsible citizenship, content-rich curricula, and teacher-led classrooms. And now your host, Scott Bertram. Thanks for listening. You can find more information on topics and ideas discussed on this show at our website, k12.hillsdale.edu. That's k 12 hillsdale.edu. We're joined today by Brandon Murray. He is uh, formerly a teacher at Founders Classical Academy of Las Vegas in the upper school there and just starting at Lake Country Classical Academy in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Brandon, thanks so much for joining us. Very happy to be speaking again, Scott. And uh, today we talk with you about teaching 12th graders and uh, before we get started, just tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself. Uh, you're just starting at Lake Country, so uh, perhaps tell us a little about what you've done previously at, at Founders. Um, I was at Founders Class Academy of Las Vegas uh, for the past years, um, and I'm moving to help uh, start this new classical uh, school in Wisconsin, Um at Founders, I taught uh, for the last four years the 10th, 11th, and 12th grade uh, literature courses as well as the senior course. Um, I also was given the um, wonderful opportunity uh, last year in the spring to fly out to Hillsdale to focus group on um, writing the thesis guidebook for the BCSI schools in how to approach the teaching of the senior thesis. So that was a great privilege and fun to work with um, some of my colleagues at other schools on that. And um, so this next year I'll be going into a little bit of a different environment. Um, Lake Country Classical is K through ninth this year in its first year. So I will be stepping into some different um, situations that I'm not all that familiar with, but I'm excited about the new opportunity, but I'm definitely more comfortable with the, the upper level classes um, due to my experience and I think um, my predisposition. So we're talking about 12th graders today, and uh, you have the experience. What, what would you say that you enjoy most about teaching at this grade level? Well, there's some kind of 
magical, you know, line that is crossed between 11th and 12th grade. And, and it starts a little bit in 11th grade, but you can just be a little bit more relaxed with 12th graders. In, in the lower grades, you need to be very clear and having um, a lot of procedures and rules in your classes and routines. Um, and by the time that you get to 12th grade, um, ideally, they, they tend to have enough self-control where you can be a little bit more casual in class and have a little bit more of a rapport with the students. Um, and they're emerging adults. They're finally getting to the, the place where, um, at least as far as the text, the books are concerned, um, it, it gives you a lot of common ground to be able to have real, honest, sincere conversations with them, um, almost as peers. Not corrupt, not not quite, but um, definitely when you're working on the, the senior thesis and you're training them with the modern literature course as well through these kind of more of a, a peer-to-peer kind of conversation about the text rather than the teacher being on a pedestal. So it's really fun for that reason, just watching them kind of mature um, into their own thoughts and opinions and um in seeing their, their abilities become more refined. It's, it's a really fun grade for me. You've touch, touched on this a little bit there, and all students are different, of course, but if you're going to generalize 12th grade students, what would you say that they have in common when you're teaching them? Well, yeah, the, it is really difficult to find one thing they have in common because students are different, classes are different, and classes you know, among different schools are different. Uh, depending on the type of student population that you have. So that's a tough question. Um, but I would say one thing that seniors generally have in common is senioritis, <laughs> right? Um, especially if you're at a, at a rigorous classical school, which is what all of our schools are, are trying to um, be. Um, a lot of times the students can be just kind of fatigued, especially by the second semester. Um, and so that's something that uh, teachers of 12th graders have to struggle with um, quite often. Um, but also just speaking generally, I think what most 12th graders have in common is this funny paradoxical um, conjunction of these two tendencies. And one of them is to, they think that they know way more than they really do. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, the, the next day the student will not be confident at all in their ability to do anything on their own. Hmm. And it's just this constant kind of cycle of those two, that conjunction of opposites, um, you know, that I, I think the students um, struggle with, many of them over the first couple of years of college as well, um, it, dealing with overconfidence, and also a lack of confidence at the same time. And so that, that's another thing that the teacher of 12th graders um, constantly has to be kind of dealing with, and every student is a little, has those two tendencies in different measures, of course. You mentioned the battle against uh, senioritis. Uh, for, for, for a 12th grade teacher, how do you convince your students uh, to, 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 to fight through, to, to follow through? Uh, up until the very end of their senior year? 
I think that there's very little a, a teacher can really do successfully in the long term um, if the student has not already had the habit of discipline of being a student in place. Um, what I've seen in the last couple of years of teaching is, you know, I will see, especially with the senior thesis, that, that's really when, when students start to get kind of worn out and um, feel overwhelmed and they start to check out. I will, from time to time, you know, plan to give a, a rousing speech, you know, like from Shakespeare's Henry play, um, Once More Into the Breach. Um, and that'll work. You know, they're, their, their eyes will be droopy in the beginning, and then by the end, their shoulders are back and their heads are up. And, you know, you know they've got some, you know, some fire back in their guts. But it, it normally doesn't last for more than the class period. Hmm. So it, I think there's not a lot a, a, a teacher can do to persuade students to like doing hard, boring work. So I think that it, it's a question of preparation beforehand, uh, beginning with when the student is young, simply being habituated to seeing the value of simply doing mundane tasks, whether it's algebra problems, science labs, historical analysis, um, to the point where this is not really hard work for them anymore by the time they're seniors. But if you've got a senior that's not accustomed to that, it has not acquired the habit and the discipline and is not comfortable in focusing their attention for long periods of time, I don't think there's a lot that the teacher of seniors can do. Um, now, with the good kind of students that do have those habits, um, even those students will have senioritis. And in that case, it's easier. I, I think it's a good thing for the teacher, not constantly, to be preaching at their students because there's quite a limitation uh, of benefits there. But from time to time for the teacher just to stop and say, okay, why are we doing this? What is the value? And again, I, I'm sorry to keep going back to the senior thesis, um, but, but that's kind of like the, the biggest challenge for the seniors. Mm -hmm. It's just to have them step away and look at it in, in a broad view and just think, and talk with them, have an honest conversation about what is the value of this? What are you trying to accomplish? And if they can have that end goal in mind of seeing the value down the road, and if they take ownership of it, and they care about doing well in their senior year, in the thesis and in their senior, uh, their different classes, they're interested in doing the work because they see the value and they care about it on their own then you can get rid of the carrot and stick. And that's, I think, the, the ultimate goal. Well, well, one of the ultimate goals as a, a high school teacher is to get to the point where you work yourself out of a job, hmm. where they don't need someone to push them to read books. Talking with Brandon Murray here on the Hillsdale College Classical Education Podcast on teaching 12th graders. Brandon with Lake Country Classical Academy at Kahnemawak, Wisconsin. There are a lot of questions uh, around the minds of these 12th graders, perhaps about their future, perhaps still trying to figure out who they are, perhaps looking back with a, a bit of sadness as they, as, they, as they leave a place they've been for perhaps 12 or 13 years. How do you help your students grapple 
and, and under, understand the answers to those questions? Well, I, that's a very important question to ask. And something that has really been kind of a, a, a very important change in, in my approach to teaching in, in the last several years is as we see the, the promotion of ideologies in progressive uh, schools across the nation, um, it occurred to me that a lot of times teachers have a tendency to do the same thing, which is we think that our job is to teach students to have the right opinions and the right beliefs. And I think that I was subconsciously guilty of doing that. And as I thought of, of my students that I thought were good students, they're the, they're the 4.0 students, they, their essays really parrot back to me all the opinions and beliefs and insights that I've given them, that, that's the wrong approach because we're giving this false appearance of wisdom and knowledge when really we're training students to think that they're smart by being an answering machine or a, you know, a tape recorder. Um, and our students deserve better than that. So I'm sorry for taking a long time to answer this question, but it's, we're not going to help students answer all those questions because they're the very questions that we struggle with and we continue to struggle with, even as teachers. Mm-hmm. So I think the approach is not to teach them the right answers, because when they get to college, colleges and universities are full of iconoclasts that love to shatter, you know, innocent, naive students, you know, firmly held beliefs, mm-hmm. right? So we need to teach students to be able to think independently and, more importantly, a way of thinking and a way of being is, is moral being, virtuous being. And part of that is obviously thinking well, but... Thinking well is not the same thing as simply thinking the right thing. Um, that's a very important but very subtle difference. So I think the, the way we can help students with that is the teacher taking ourselves out of the picture, especially as the students move up through the grades. But uh, the time they're seniors, the teacher should be spending less time at the front of the class handing down dispensing knowledge and spend more time listening to the students through Socratic seminars, Socratic questioning, as the students struggle through these things on their own as a community of learners, which gives them a confidence that they can figure out these difficult questions with the tools that we've given them. Um, And they, as a group, can come to a consensus on you know, what the right answer is, whether you're talking about a difficult text or a perennial difficult human question. I I think that's the best way to prepare students is maybe not answering all those questions, but giving them the confidence that they have the skills and the the tools to be able to see the truth regardless of what the popular opinion is. If we get into the classroom, uh, Brandon, what do students really enjoy during this senior year? year after year, what, what do they specifically really like about, uh, about learning and, and, and about being in the classroom this year? Well, I, I'm thinking specifically within the realm of uh, literature, mm-hmm. because that's my subject. Right. Um, so I, I introduced uh, Evelyn Waugh's book, Brideshead Revisited, to the senior curriculum a, a few years ago for a couple of reasons. One was that the, 
the subject just fits really well in with modern literature in this transition between the Victorian era in um, literary and artistic modernism. But one of the things that, that students really connect with in that book is it's full of beauty in, in this this youthful longing for beauty. And in the book is this very long coming-of-age story of, of this uh, young man, Charles Ryder, trying to figure out wh- what 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 he ought to be pursuing, what, what is love and how does that relate to beauty. And I'm not going to spoil the ending, but Evelyn Waugh does a fantastic job as a Catholic writer to give this beautiful transcendent vision of beauty at the end, which he, he doesn't cheat. He doesn't give you this picture of a miracle. You know, there, there's no, you know, unrealistic, fantastic thing that happens at the end that, you know, fixes everything. Um as an author, he, he's very much within the tradition of realism in showing us life as it actually is, but he presents a different way of looking at mundane details in life that by the end, if the student is read carefully, you can see that the perspective of the individual makes all the difference. And for some students, they really become believers in seeing so, like to give some context, our students are are raised in a in an era of irony, of cynicism, mm-hmm. of not taking belief in wonder seriously. Mm-hmm. And some of these books that some of these modern authors that we study enable them to see that that pessimism, that cynicism, and irony is just this really thin, sad little veneer trying to protect people in that there's another way to live, and that is to actually see the, be- the transcendent beauty and wonder in the world around us. And that's something that hopefully our students are seeing in their um, senior uh, science classes and math classes and music class. Hopefully we're graduating students that are not tired cynics that have bought into, you know, the, the ideologies and the, the false, pretense of wisdom and knowledge that the modern era has given us. And hopefully we're graduating students that have, you know, this is kind of um, paradoxical, but are graduating with with the wonder of children almost. Um, Mature adults in some ways, but also with an intellectual humility to be able to just see the beauty in the mundane world around them. I wanted to ask about uh, students' study skills at this age, this 12th grade stage. By this point, do most students have the kind of study skills that will serve them well as they make the transition to the college years, or are we still learning some things at this point? Um, they, they absolutely should be, by the time they're seniors at um, our classical schools within the BCSI network, um, we, we really need to be promoting a culture of excellence to the point where it is simply understood that seniors know how to study. They're, they have a, a disciplined habit as students. Unfortunately, in my experience, it's, it, it's never quite been that way. Um, and I'm sure this varies from school to school. Um, but 
by the time you get a student that's 17 or 18 as a senior, there's not a lot that a teacher can do to help a student suddenly have all of those habits if mm-hmm. they've not built them up over the years. Now, that doesn't mean that it's a hopeless case, um, especially, you know, in high school education, boys and girls are very different. The girls tend to uh, be far more comfortable with doing schoolwork, and so they build, build those habits at an earlier age, and the boys are always kind of lagging behind. Hmm. And a lot of times, those boys, they continue to lag into their senior year, but that's not a, a hopeless case, nevertheless, because we're, we're planting seeds, hopefully, in, in the souls of these students that will come to fruition later. I, myself, have, um, didn't really wake up to see all the lost time, you know, the way that I'd squandered my education. I, I didn't come to realize that until I was a junior in college at Hillsdale. So that's something I try to remind myself, um, just both my own personal experience and also so many great people that we read about uh, were bad students, and they become great people regardless. So I, I think we need, as teachers, to keep that in mind um, and not simply spend our time pouring into the capable students, although, you know, that, that's an easy tendency. But even with those students that are constantly underperforming and not getting the grades that they should, a lot of it is sinking into those students, I believe. Final question for Brandon Meary from Lake Country Classical Academy in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, about teaching 12th graders. If there are those who are listening who are interested in going into teaching or looking for a, a change, perhaps, what kind of a teacher would you encourage to teach at this level? Well, I, I think that e- even as early as middle school, students are very, very um, intuitive in terms of sensing whether or not their teacher is, is the real deal. I, I think that first, the most important thing, especially for teachers of 12th graders, is the teacher needs to really, really have a passionate love for the subject mm-hmm. that he or she is teaching. And that's more important than anything else. And a lot of times I find myself in the minority on this because teacher, many teachers say, no, loving the students is the most important thing. I think that's getting it a little backwards. Mm-hmm. I think we're able to love our students the most when we love our subject and have just this wonder and humility before the subject so that by the time they're seniors, we're almost peers in the sense that we're both just kind of looking at this book and just looking with wonder at each other like, can you believe that happened? (laughs) Um, That's what gets students excited. And so uh, a, a teacher for seniors needs to be very, very confident in their subject um, in, in their ability to teach, um, because seniors, I think, really have a hard time respecting a teacher that's trying to be liked by the students. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting balance. I have found that when I don't care at all whether or not the students like me, I just want to do a good job. I want to teach this beautiful book as well as I can. And if you don't like me, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, that normally... Sometimes you get off on the wrong foot with some students. Sometimes it takes a semester. But usually the students end up liking you 
if not even better, respecting you by the end. So the, the teacher needs to be confident in their skills to teach um, because, like I said, students are, are not going to um, be very um, merciful to a student that is out to be a, a friend. Um, they, they don't have much time for that. So in terms of persuading and, and leading the students, um, the, the ethos of the teacher needs to be um, definitely something that is um, striking a note with students. Students need to um, have a teacher that they can respect and look, look up to. And, and that really goes for every teacher all the way down to kindergarten. Um, we need teachers that are, are philosophers, that are, are virtuous men and women, that are, are really models, exemplary models of the virtuous citizen that we're trying to have our students become. And along with that, as, as teachers, we're striving to do that. We also need to be humble. Seniors really respond well to a teacher that is humble and has the ability to admit their mistakes and to look at a book and pause and, and say, you know what, I, I, don't, I really don't understand this. Specifically with, with teachers of seniors, the most important thing isn't knowing everything. It is being a master of your subject, yes, but also being very real in the sense that um, you're asking questions as well. Um, I, I've noticed that the books that I know I am the most familiar with a lot of times I ruin the conversation with students because I know so much and students get a sense of that, that they kind of close up and they don't want to participate in conversations because they know that Miri knows the answer to the question he just asked. Mm -hmm. Whereas when there's books that really confuse me that I, I can't make head or tail of, that's when students feel comfortable to come out of the bushes and try to help, and we have this shared sense of wonder. Talking with Brandon Murray, who is now at Lake Country Classical Academy in Acatamawak, Wisconsin, previously spent years at Founders Classical Academy of Las Vegas, and we talked on teaching 12th graders. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us here on the Hillsdale College Classical Education Podcast. Thank you so much, Scott. It was a pleasure as always. I'm Scott Bertram. We invite you to like us on Facebook. Search for Hillsdale College K-12 Classical Education. You also can follow us on Instagram at Hillsdale underscore K-12. Hillsdale underscore K-12 on Instagram. Thank you for listening to the Hillsdale College Classical Education Podcast. Mm-hmm.